0: What's up, UkraMedia family? Vladimir Bragnevsky here, and welcome to episode number 31 of the Media podcast, where I serve our UkraMedia family with weekly interviews from highly creative people. Now, today's guest is Andrew Narayan. He's a talented motion designer, animator, and an art director at Fox Sports. If you watched Fox Sports in the last six years, then you've definitely seen a lot of Andrew's work. Andrew and my twin brother Sergey worked together at Fox Sports for the last, for about three years. And uh, Sergey always speaks very highly of Andrew. In fact, Sergey calls Andrew the idea man. That's right. Andrew, <laughs> welcome to the show. Feel free to fill in the gaps from the intro and tell us a little about your personal life.
1: Well, thank you for, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity and um, appreciate the kind words. Talking about myself, um, starting off with uh, the creative part. I guess uh, I've always had geared towards the creative, you know, like painting was my first thing. And also, I'm going to try not to say, you know, and, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> I actually found an awesome article the other day on how to do that. So see if I can get to practice.
0: Well, hey, hey hold! On. I want to interrupt you. So what did, what did the article say? How do you do it? Because, hey, I need to fix that, too. What is the trick to that?
1: Well, it's just like pausing before you say those words. Just pause. And a lot of it comes with nervousness, too. People just trying to fill in that empty gap. Mm. Leaving people on the, like, not saying anything actually (laughs) keeps people more in tune to what you're saying. It's like you're leaving them on the edge for what's next instead of saying um and and. And and then some people start to focus on and and um instead of what the person's saying. So I try to, I'm trying to get that because it's definitely (laughs) something I feel like a lot of people struggle with. I'm one of them.
0: Oh, dude, man, you and it seems like everyone I talk to, this is definitely something common. But anyway, back to your journey. Oh, I do want to plug this in. You know, I enjoyed meeting you at Cave Mode back in March, I believe. You had a presentation at the Charlotte Art Institute, which, by the way, I found out that they're closing down, which is kind of surprising to hear. Oh, and really? Yeah, man. Wow. I think they have like six months left. But I enjoyed your presentation. Did a great job. Well, thank and you. And, thank uh, you. But anyway, so I'm excited to learn more about you and your creative journey. And back to you, man. I'm sorry for Thanks.
1: Uh that was a really good opportunity as well. Just doing this kind of stuff is really helping me a lot to helping me at work and helping me just anywhere I have to communicate with somebody about you know my thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. because I am really scatterbrained, I've always been scatterbrained. Me too. And that's like starting from the beginning. So when I first started, I was really into the fine arts of things because my mom's side of the family was very creative. Her grandma was a painter. And she always had this awesome studio. I remember when I was a kid, just going in there, her art room and acrylics were everywhere. She had this old typewriter. I just, I just love going in there and exploring and and just creating messes and using her markers. She always had this like gold marker that you could shake and she would always highlight everything with this gold marker. So it was, Mm -hmm. uh, it was definitely something I remember. So maybe when I get old and senile, I'll be highlighting things with a gold (laughs) marker, not sure. So that's kind of where I started in my in my dad's side was very math. He's from India and it was always just you become either engineer, doctor, something along those lines. And I didn't do that. <laughs> so because he scared the crap out of me with it, but he was a very very good dad, but he was a little scary coming straight from India. I geared more towards my mom's side of the family, which was arts and stuff. Like I said, when I was a kid, it was just always like, like we'd sit by the piano and, and people would play. And I would, when they would play, I would like picture things in my head. So I, I always was just thinking a lot of like visually visual person from the very beginning used to get together with my friends. And, and we would, instead of going outside sometimes and play, we would just sit by the table and draw my, one of my best friends was an art teacher So whenever we went over there, she always had tons of supplies, too. And, like, we would just sit down and just draw, and we'd share ideas. We would laugh at them. we would, You know, it was just a lot of fun. So I found a lot of – I had a lot of fun with it when I was a kid. So I think that's why I always was interested in it. And I remember seeing, like, on television stuff, like, lower thirds and whatnot. I always wondered how that stuff got put on the screen. And I always – it's funny because, you know, when you have those little – puppet guys and they got the thin wires and they're holding up the hands and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I always thought that there might've been some guy like <laughs> sitting below the camera, <laughs> holding up the sign that would somehow appear. That no, so, right. was from the very beginning. I always wondered how this stuff would appear on screen. And now you know, pers- yeah, now I know <laughs> which made me really appreciate, you know, the stages of how that stuff's been created throughout the years, whether it was hand drawn or now digitally done. And you know, frame by frame versus now we can just keyframe things and it does it in between, and then we finesse them. But it, it started with the original traditional stuff, and I went to school for that. In high school, I did create a portfolio, which was nice. I got some credits towards college with that, and I did a charcoal and pastel treat. Uh, what do you call that? Like a s- s- study. Mm-hmm. So I did all these studies with that. And there was a lot of floral designs, things like that. Like I went to Hawaii and I took a lot of photos, and i was—I always loved like the outdoors. Like that was the biggest inspiration for me too. Just the way, like, the world is in front of me. The way, like, an umbrella will cast a shadow, and then the lighting on it and the colors and all that stuff. So I always paid attention to those things. And even as a kid, my dad would always say I had a good sense of direction, but it wasn't because I remembered the signs. I remembered like visual landmarks. Like I would be the guy to remember a rock on the side of the road instead of like I 95. <laughs> it was like, Oh, well that's where that rock is. So we turned there and at nighttime when it rained, like I just loved the way reflections looked at night with like green, like the stoplights and everything against the asphalt that was rainy. So it, it, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this when I got later on in my life, but I did this fine art stuff for a long time. But I also was an OCD kind of person. If I did painting, I was washing my hands like every like 10 minutes. <laughs> I just didn't like to get dirty. Right. So, I kept, you know, that's just something I did. So my hands are really dry when I was doing this stuff. But going, keep going uh, into college now. I You know, I graduated from high school with arts in mind. And I started getting in the computer in high school too a little bit. But it was nothing like what it is today. The first 3D software I used was Poser, along with, you know, Photoshop and all that stuff. Hadn't touched After Effects, but getting into college, I did a 2 plus 2 program, MCC. And I grew up in Rochester, New York, upstate New York. Oh, wow. And I went to MCC to do a 2 plus 2 program so I could get all my liberal arts and stuff out of the way and then focus on on my main studies at RIT. And that's where I went to college. And when I went in there, I went in with a portfolio of just really static design stuff. I guess you could call it graphic graphic design. And the teacher that I had talked to, to interview for, you know, another two years, she said, your portfolio is good, but a lot of this stuff's static. Have you ever heard of motion graphics? And I had no idea what she was talking about. I mean, I, I knew I'd seen things in motion, but I never really put two and two together. And she said, you should check out our new media program, our new media design program. So I... It's like, sign me up, not really knowing what it was. I went back home and looked at the criteria. I was, cool, sounds good. But it also involved a lot of programming, and that's kind of where my my dad's math side comes in. So there's like a lot of logic. And, you know, I did Flash when it was kind of hot item. I forget what was before that, but it was kind of Flash AS2 and ActionScript 3 were kind of coming out when I was doing that stuff so we were doing a lot of animation in flash we were doing stuff in after effects and the thing that she she, she sold me on was you get these like static brandings you can take that and then animate a lot of stuff in between it to get to that final end product shot i was like oh that sounds kind of cool hmm. so i always uh you know i was liked animating my toys when i was playing with them as a kid so i'm like well maybe this is something cool i always like. You know, like Toy Story and stuff like that. That's one of my biggest inspirations as a kid. And uh, Cartoons like Tex Avery. I love Tex Avery and Scooby-Doo. So I was always Scooby-Doo, watching cartoons. Man. Yeah, like the original Scooby-Doo my brother and I would always, that's how we bonded. And uh, I always remember in the opening, there's actually a scene where Shaggy does not have any arms. They forgot to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, and I always noticed like these little weird details too. So that kind of helped me later on in, in my career. So I, I went to school for new design, and it was really cool because I remember the first thing I had to model in Cinema 4D. Everything was so fresh. Like I had really no clue what I was getting into, but I was excited and learning it along the way. And I modeled my first, we were actually timed. We had like 15 minutes to model it. You can get up and look at the thing. You weren't allowed to take it back to your desk. So you had to have this mental picture of what this screwdriver looked like. So you studied this object, and then you just modeled it, and then lit it, and textured it, and that was it. And it was really cool. And then also getting into, you know, the web side of things. A lot of the stuff, when it first started off, like HTML, it was just like your standard home contact page you know the square buttons are at the top of the page you roll over it maybe it changes the color of the button or something but our teacher wanted us to think differently and it was say say you had like a coca-cola bottle so you could or a can you could he wanted us to start from the scratch with things like sketches which I, i i like sketching so i could do that then he wanted us to model it okay now i got some experience modeling it and this was like bare minimum man i wasn't like didn't look that great but you'd animate it sliding onto the screen or something, like after you model it, texture it. And then you bring it into Flash. So when whether it's a still, you can animate it in still using scripts. But when you roll that mouse over that Coca-Cola can, how could you have it interact differently with the user? Whether it like floats up in the air and does a quick spin around and then buttons like fly off from it. So it's like maybe calorie count or, you know, more about and then when you uh, roll off of that or you know animate back down so I was really getting into this like interactive style of animation and design but the thing that I struggled with was the programming side but it was really great in this class in this school because we could work with programmers some kids were really strong at programming some were really strong at composition some were strong at modeling or texturing so that's when it was cool. Like, cause we got to work with teams for the first time too. And they would bring in clients that we would have to pitch to like local companies would come in and they'd use these students that were trying to learn how to apply this to the field. So it was great. We got to pitch. We got to talk to the client one-on-one. It wasn't the teacher doing it for us. So it was really getting us ready for the out world outside of school. So I, I, I really liked 3D a lot and I liked animating, but I didn't really particularly care for the programming side. But it was fun when I got to work with programmers because then it would really come to life. I could just be like, hey, can you have it do this? He's like, sure, no problem. That was a lot of fun. So getting out of school, I did a lot of getting out of college. I did a lot of uh, like just stupid little banner ads and things like that. Wasn't really sure. I did freelance for a little bit. And I wanted to get out of Rochester because I grew up there. I wanted to see the world and explore. So I, I interviewed at Boston, in Boston and New York City and a couple other places, at these big companies. But part of me really did not still want to do this like programming web stuff. I just really liked animating. So I interviewed these places. It was really nice. A lot of the people there were really cool. I got to talk to them. They helped me, actually. You know, maybe maybe you should check out instead of interactive design, go to like a motion graphics company or something. So I went back home and I was trying to figure out really where do I want to go? Cause I got an I got an opportunity, a couple places got back to me. One was Boston, one was LA. And I was just like, I really don't want to go to these big cities though. Cause my brother was like, and my dad, my brother are the Indian side of us where it's just you want to save your money, you wanna you know, you know, you won't want to start your 401k early, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, if you go to those cities, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And not to not to bash those cities, because a lot of people are successful there. I just had a, a different push towards a different direction. So I was like, okay. So I waited. My brother called me one day. He said, how about you come to Charlotte, North Carolina? <laughs> I was like, well, what's there? He's like, the beautiful weather. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I, I came here and I hung out for a little bit at his place and interviewed in charlotte and i ended up getting a job at a place called limerick studios and i also interviewed at a couple of interactive places too and uh, i ended up getting an opportunity with limerick and that was the first time that like broadcast animation and they actually threw me in maya for like my first project but i had oh. no idea i'd never touched Maya before but i ended up doing a really cool like phone animation model and the guy there helped me with it too so it was It's cool. It's like everywhere I went, even though I was afraid to ask for help, people were willing to help, which was really cool. It's nice meeting people that are willing to grow and teach and learn together. And that was kind of where I started with with Limerick and motion graphics. I had to like lay things to tape for the first time. That was a pain in the butt. Uh, We don't do that no more now. You know, usually it's just like put things on hard drives and send them out. So that was like straight up for broadcast local shop like they do stuff for, you know, car places and whatnot. And then we got a guy from L.A. and we started getting some really big projects. And and that was a lot of fun because the place kind of started growing and new opportunities. You know, they got more money and then they kind of upgraded the studio and new computers. And it was just it was really great. And also it was just like I was free for the first time, too, because I had moved out of my house. I was in Charlotte and got my own apartment, got my first cat. First and uh, I was, a, I was a cat guy. Yeah. Now <laughs> I got dogs. Nice. There I said, um, again, so that's pretty much where it went for that period of time. And then it was a lot of back and forth, man. Uh, I was in Charlotte and I went to New York a couple times cause my mom has polio. So I went there to help her for a year. So I had to quit Limerick went to Rochester and I worked at a, was kind of getting back into interactive stuff again. It was like an online learning tool so we did a lot of animations for that and i didn't really particularly care for it as much but i just uh, you know i kept to it i kept to it and uh i ended up quitting that job though (laughs) speaking of keeping to it and then i worked at a exhibit company for a while and so that was really cool because we got to travel a lot like we would do these animations and i would have to go and supervise them on the set and one of them was like this glass uh eyeglasses and like optics exhibit out in I think it was Orlando and that was a blast man just seeing uh I can't remember the name it was like Luxotica, I think it was but uh and then I got to do some stuff from north of Grumman like a lot of military stuff the the exhibit company had some really cool contracts with like medical like Bosch and Lom and things like that so I I got to do animations for that and they were relatively easy but the hardest part was getting into print so now I started doing print because a lot of booths for exhibits are like large scale prints, so, but it was cool because I got to offer some cinema 4D knowledge and how to do some really large prints from cinema. So you get a little bit more realistic or some 3D environments and stuff like that. And it was cool because a lot of these companies I went to, I had brought cinema 4D to each one, and it's like I should almost be a, have been a spokesperson for C4D because <laughs> every single company I took it to, like brought it on, and everybody absolutely loved it. Should have had the affiliate and, link uh, or something. Yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> <Would have made laughs> and it was and. And that's definitely a lot of fun. Like seeing people, for me, like get things and like appreciate it, it gets me excited too. Because it brings me back to like when I would understand things. Because there's a lot of fear in like trying something unknown. Oh, yeah. It's like well, I don't, you know. It's like good thing about this job right now is like it's definitely got me out of my comfort zone. You know, going back just a tad, I worked at that uh, exhibit company, and then I I quit for a while. It took about four months off. And then I got a call from Speed Channel at the time here in Charlotte. And I was like, sure, I'll take it. So I came back to Charlotte and I worked at Speed. And now, now Speed is Fox Sports. So we do a lot of stuff. We do everything. So Speed at the time was all motorsports pretty much. So it was a lot of engines and hard hits and stuff like that, a lot of chrome. And uh, now it's sports. So it's a well-rounded atmosphere of sports. You know, you say you worked on it baseball for a while it's like well next up is basketball so it's a whole new set of textures and ideas and concepts so it's cool even though it's in the realm of sports each one is you know you get to uh, turn those wheels on some new creative it's not like the same thing over and over again even though it kind of feels like it but it's that's how I felt when I'm like I don't want to keep doing sports you know my whole life I don't want to be known as a sports guy but I don't know it's like there's a lot of mental stuff too along with this this kind of this kind of work because sitting at a computer all day, you know, you start getting in your head if you if you let yourself. I'm definitely the type of person that gets in my head too much. <laughs> Me too. But um I've definitely grown to really really appreciate where I'm at. I it's probably one of the best experiences I've had in the field. And now like I started at Speed as a I think it was just like a regular just mid-grade designer animator. Then I went up to senior and now I'm at uh, Creative Director. So this this opportunity is really cool because I still get to animate and design, but I also get to help people and like get into like conference calls and emails and talk. So that's helping me along the lines of like getting out of my head and like communicating with other people and like helping other people, which helps me a lot. And I think that's pretty much I know there's a lot in there, but that's the basic idea of my journey, man. And it's been amazing along the way. I mean, there's definitely been some down. Hard times, man, but I just I made it through. Thank God, man. I I am still alive today. And
0: <laughs> you're alive and doing well. We'll definitely dive yeah. in more into some of that. But you know, it's something interesting. You said that you were such a visual learner. You see things kind of in color. And the whole time you were sharing your journey, man, I I felt like I just watched a movie because I'm the same way, man. When somebody tells me something, I visualize it, like if you describe me your dog, like i I see your dog in my you know in my brain, in my mind. so it's interesting, like when I close my eyes to lay down, you know, when I go to sleep, like I see things in color. it's it's pretty sweet, man, it's pretty cool, and something I want to circle back to what you said. you see talked about your father being a math driven kind of person. I'm curious, you know when you told me you wanted to go the creative route, what was his response to that?
1: You know, he pushed me to be to whatever I do as long as you enjoy it and probably make some money (laughs) as long as you enjoy and love what you do that's what makes him happy because he found something that he loves i mean my dad's 72 and he's still working dude like not i mean he he's retired though he's retired and he's still working (laughs) he can't (laughs) say he told me if he ever stops like he will die (laughs) like he'll go crazy
0: no, there's a lot of truth in that, man. I remember when I worked when I worked at Ohio State Medical Center, I remember that every time there's somebody retiring, like I kid you not, like four months later, they're dead. They're like nothing to do. When, when you take purpose away from a man, they don't yeah. know what to do with it. It's like they check out completely. And something you said that, you know, you've, you've worked at all these different places. You, you've jumped around to a lot of different experiences. And I'm sure you've been able to carry over a lot of different skills from all those experiences. And that's what makes you, you know, unique. And, but... At the same time, you know, working in the creative industry, man, I feel like, because you mentioned how it's such a mental thing, it's so easy to become insecure in this field because you're as good as your last performance. Do you have any tips or advice how you deal with that?
1: Yeah, when I get in my slumps, man, I had to learn this. Sometimes I just keep going and going and going, but you got to take a break and stop. Mm -hmm. And like, because I heard something the other day, it's like, if you're constantly focusing on climbing the mountain if you're taking a moment and just stop and look at the view mm. and see where you where you are and just, like, stop for a second, especially in a day and age where everything's just, like, go, go, go. and It's, it's just, like, I got to take true. moments to, like, stop and just, like, get my brain on something else, whether it's, you know, working in the garage or something else. You know, it's just, like, I, I need to stay busy, but at the same time, it's, like, you need a break, dude. Get some sleep. Sleep's important. Allowing your ideas to kind of... You know, organize themselves when you sleep and wake up refreshed sleep is definitely something in the creative field that i feel like a lot of us lack especially if you're like in the gaming as well then you're sitting at a computer again you know like cranking hard again but even though it's fun it still takes a mental toll on it, even though you probably don't think so so i take time to like look away from the screen but also another thing to it is looking at inspiration just i need to be inspired if i'm not inspired if i don't have the fire in me I feel like my coals are easily quenchable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I try to keep that fire like just strong. And, and and even if it's just, you know, like coals, like Bruce Lee once said, coals are unquenchable, even though I just said you throw water on it, you know. But still, it's like right. coals are pretty hot, man. They can start a fire again. Yeah. So I try to just, you know, keep it, I try to keep it simple, man. I can go on and try to come up with these crazy ideas, but really in the end, it's just like...
0: You are the idea, man, so that's why I'm curious to dig more (laughs) in your brain. Now, where do you draw your uh, inspiration from?
1: Uh, Lately, it's been a lot in Behance. I love Behance just because everything's set up for you. You don't have to, like, buy your own website. It's free. Just throw your stuff on there, put a couple meta tags on it and you're set like people start seeing your stuff and then once you start liking things it starts showing you more kind of like spotify right. uh it's another place to find inspiration just listening to music like some classical or some soundtrack scores like you said when i close my eyes and listen to like movie scores my mind creates some fun worlds for me but i gotta come back to real life and be like okay well is <laughs> yeah. this applicable to what yeah. i need to do today <laughs> yeah.
0: no for sure but you know it's something interesting you, you mentioned earlier, to circle back to something you said. You said uh, to take time to enjoy things and just live kind of in the moment in the present time. And it's so easy to just kind of jump into the next thing. You know, even like we're here with Ucrimedia, me and Sergey, you know, we're always so concerned about the next thing. Okay, what else? What can you do? The, something next that could start, you know, generate whatever, just business, running a business, all those things every once in a while you you get an email, somebody thanking you for what they've done. And you just take time to dwell in what you've been able to accomplish so far. And look at you, like, look what, what you're doing right now with Fox Sports and everything. A lot of times, you know, it's interesting, people that are working for like really good companies and doing big, amazing things. To outsiders, people are like, wow, this is great. But it's interesting how many times the people that are in those positions, they don't really take time to actually enjoy their success because they're so about the next thing that they forget that to pause and to dwell in the moment and enjoy their accomplishments. But anyway, that that was a great reminder when you said that. I was like, you know, that's true. Like I rarely take time to enjoy.
1: I heard something in regards to that as well. I got, I've been hearing a lot of sayings lately from some guys in my circle that I, to help me in my path that I'm on today. And one guy always says, you got one leg in yesterday, one leg in tomorrow, and you're pissing on today, man. <laughs> so that's 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 me, man. I got to focus on today. Yeah. And if I don't, then I'm, I'm not going to be focusing on what I got. I'm going to always be focusing on what I don't have. And uh, I feel like that's just that's just another little tidbit of things that I try to focus on, man.
0: Just Such in the mean. moment.
1: I've never lived in the moment. Like ever since maybe I was about like 30, 32. i mean, that's I'm 33. <laughs> i've wow. always been focused on that five-year plan because that's what i heard as a kid it's like where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself in five years you know what have you done in the past that, that helps you where you are today it's like well with all that bombardment i was like well what what, what about right now you know it's true and that's kind of what i'm doing now
0: Tomorrow's not promised you know tomorrow's pro- not promised to yeah. anybody if you live with in the future then you're missing out on the now Nah, so Yeah, true. it's deep. Definitely. I want to transition to something that I, I usually ask all of my guests. And this, this one's deep. So this one, don't hold any punches, man. Dive right in. Uh, tell us a story of your worst moment as a creative. I mean, it could be as a creative or something in your journey. Anything, man.
1: I was like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on this animation and it's like, dude, animation can sometimes drive you nuts, man. But I, I just had I knew I got to get to step away and like, you know, talk for a little bit. And then after that, I get to come back and and, and refresh and look at the animation again and be like, oh, that's what I did. You know, uh, sometimes when you got your blinders on, you don't see anything else around you. You focused on, you know, that one thing. And, and that's I mean, there's a lot of moments that have been really hard for me. Gosh, man, I, I would say <sighs> the hardest time as in my profession. Is that the question?
0: Profession or life is something that's contributed to the person that you are today, man.
1: Dude, I, I I have to get into some nitty-gritty right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, don't hold it's any It's when I was working at a studio, and I was just... I was in a really bad place, man. Like, mentally, physically. And I'm going to throw it in there spiritually. I'm definitely right. a, a more spiritual person today than I ever was. Actually, this is the first time I've ever been spiritual in my life, I should say. But I don't want to, you know, gear people away by saying that kind of stuff. But I was just in a really bad place, man. I... I was, I was like, the thoughts were, I, I, I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I go to bed, I wake up, go to work, come home, go to bed. Like this sucks. Like what is this? What is this? What life is? And I started like drinking a lot more and stuff like that too, to like try to find some escape. And, you know, I was, I was really in a bad place and I I really don't know how much to detail this, to go with this, but I was on that path for a long time, and it kept getting darker and darker and darker to the point where I pretty much had hit like a bottom. And that wasn't until about four years ago when I was like, I started to realize I had bigger problems than just like the job. It was pretty much me. I was the problem in my life. It wasn't anybody else. I was really good at pointing fingers and like, well, the job sucks. Well, well, the roads here suck or the traffic sucks or the pay is not good enough. And it's like, I started looking too much at everybody else and I stopped looking at myself and I didn't even see what I was doing about it and that's kind of where I, I feel comfortable enough to say you know I can break my anonymity and I am in a program now that's got me on a really good path I'm in the AA program and uh because dude drinking in this field dude wow. I don't know about you but I so mean drinking is everywhere most, now that's true they have drinking and yoga now drinking and, wow. and biking I mean it's just like you can go paint classes and drink wine now. It's like, well, what about just painting? Or what about just riding a bike and not drinking afterwards? So, like, but I enjoyed all that stuff, man. Like, sweet, i get like, sweet, I get to drink everywhere I go now, <laughs> you know? But it was like, I also found, you know, we were talking about inspiration. I found a lot of my inspiration in the bottle as well. Mm. It made me feel strong. It helped me be creative. I mean, it helped me do a lot of things better so far as I thought. But eventually it turned on me because it was it was the thing leading me in life i wasn't i was like a slave to this stuff now and um and i'm really thankful that i am where i am and i got to go what i got to go through and that i'm alive today because there's plenty of times i should have died doing that stuff and probably a lot of people are like well whatever dude but dude seriously man like i should be dead today (laughs) Mm. that's how bad it was but I got through all that stuff and, and I, that's why I moved around a lot. Like I told you, I went to New York and then Charlotte and then a bunch of places. I was trying to find something to fix me and none of it was working. You know, more money I got still didn't matter. The cars I got, the homes I got, it doesn't matter. It's just like I, everywhere I went, I brought myself and, um, and that's that's kind of what this this is now, man. And like this program's helped me so much that I can focus on what I need to focus on today. You know, it's my wife, or it's my program, my spiritual program, or helping people at work, or helping somebody just randomly. I'm I'm getting out of myself and just being useful today, man.
0: Dude, this is I love I love your journey, man. This is great. I love the fact that you're so raw and you're talking about this openly, man. This is great. Now, what is one key takeaway from this experience? What did you learn from from your darkest moment in your life?
1: That I'm not alone. Because mm. I felt alone. I I reached out for help. Because like like growing up, dude, I never liked asking for help. Because mm. if I did, people would know that I don't know something. Mm. And I always pretended like I knew everything. <laughs> But that was the biggest thing. Like, when I got low, man, I finally reached out and asked for help. And people lifted me up and helped me. They're like, I know where you are. I know I've been there. Let's do this. Let's do this together. And, like, through that, like, I am uh, just like full of energy today, man. I'm not like tired. I mean, I, I fall asleep on my desk here and there, but
0: who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't? Man. Oh, man, dude.
1: Yeah. It's like the best it's
0: place just, to sleep.
1: Oh, it's terrible, though, because, uh, I'm Starting to get known for that, and that's not,
0: um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll say this. And I worked for uh Billy Graham, and it's like a Christian organization. And I always thought if I fall asleep at my desk, I'll just get up slowly and say, In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> like I just told, I just was praying.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or meditating, right? It's like <laughs> I didn't know you could snore when you meditate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's some deep meditation. Now let's transition to something. Let's completely shift gears and let's transition to your best project that you worked on.
1: Oh man, dude, I don't, I don't think I have a best project because I never like anything I make. <laughs> hmm, interesting. It's
0: every creative say, that, every creative person says that. I find that interesting.
1: Yeah, I always find something wrong with it, man. It's like, I'd say the best thing I did probably would have to be when I first started at at Fox and we were asked to do like our first sports package. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to throw on my, like my mental personality was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. This is, this is going to be the greatest thing I ever make. I'm going to put on a tie. I'm going to like get up early and I'm going to like start working out. Like that's how I, I approached it and it just came truly like it wasn't something i had forced out it just came and i th- i don't like patting myself on the back much but like i felt really good about that project because it was using some new technology in cinema like some new like plugins and stuff like that or, actually it wasn't even plugins it was Expresso, like and um it's like everything like was really cool about it and it was a lot of fun and And uh, it was, like, one of the first projects that uh, that I felt like I was a leader on. I always wanted to be a leader as well. Uh, I was always a follower. Like, I would just do whatever the other person did or just do what I was told. But now it's, like, I kind of like going against the grain and trying to push. Yeah, man. But I would say that was – it would have to be at Fox. I mean, there's so many really great opportunities I got to work on and stuff like that, but – as far as like in the field stuff that I've worked on it would probably be that. I mean, there's there's a, probably a lot that I'm not even thinking of, but that's probably the first thing that came to mind.
0: Now I want to circle back to something I said at the beginning. You know, Sergey. Every time I talk to Sergey about you, he says, "Oh man, Andrew, he's he's the idea man. He's like the guy can come up with beautiful ideas. Like I don't know, just he's so good at it. He just it just comes in natural to him. And the creative field being an idea man, that's that's something, man. Not not a lot of people can do that. Now, is there I don't know if there are any kind of exercises that you do to stay creative. What is your trick to that, man?
1: My trick is, I would have to say, remember the fundamentals of design. I mean, there's a lot of fundamentals, but I I keep a handy book on me that's, I think it's called The Fundamentals of Design. (laughs) Um, And I, I studied that for a while. So I feel like when you have that stuff down, and I still suck at, like some of them, like typography and whatnot, like, that stuff can make me overthink too much sometimes but it's weird it's it's like when i don't try too hard like those ideas come out better it's like when i force it it's it's usually me thinking too hard on it man and i try to keep that that thing it's like keep it simple stupid Mm -hmm. and I, i really try to to think about that because you know it's like coming up with your basic shapes i usually start adding on too much and then i have to take away so i usually go all out like Full force and then strip away as well. I guess it all depends on the project, though, too. But I would say for me now, it's keeping a clear head and not focusing on. It's like focusing on the thing I'm working on and just forget everybody else around me. Because when I start focusing on like if somebody's looking at me like over my shoulder while I'm working, like I can lose it. Like I'll I'll, like freeze up. Right. But now it's like I've gotten a lot of practice with that. So now it's like if somebody it bothers me here and there, but now it's like just try to like just hone in on what you're doing and think about like what you're trying to achieve. And if I was to see this on screen or if I saw this on Behance, would I be clicking the like button? Because there's a lot of stuff on Behance that I click. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. oh, That's awesome. But if my stuff was on there, would people say that about that? So I try to keep that in mind. Like, is this like up to standards?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. And something else you said that don't force it. And I remember growing up playing soccer, both Sergey and I played soccer. And every time, dude, I, when I try, like, today I'm going to have the best game ever. And I would concentrate so much on, like, just always like trying to be perfect every time i'd like miss a shot i'm like okay next time i'm gonna try harder dude it never had a good game but when i truly just enjoyed didn't force it just went out there to have fun and enjoyed it it's like every pass was perfect every shot was perfect so there's there's some truth in that
1: dude you totally nailed it have fun right yeah have fun dude that's that's what it's about no so true that is really what it's about
0: now, what are your thoughts on higher education? I'm just curious. Now, if, if you had to, let's say if your son or daughter wanted to become a motion designer, would you recommend them to go through a traditional school? Would you, I don't know.
1: I mean, I'd tell them to do the two plus two, like go to a community college to save some money in the upfront and stuff. <laughs> so uh, you did then, that, me and
0: So you both yeah. did
1: that. because like why, I don't know. It's like college can be expensive, man. Um, but it's crazy because I've, I mean, there's not as many, but I've met a lot of guys that did make a decent living and they haven't gone to school. Like, they've learned plenty online. I feel like the only thing, not the only thing, that's a little drastic. One of the biggest things is you get that stamp of approval. Like, okay, this guy or girl, you know, he or she went to a school, so that shows dedication. They have a passion to pursue something in their career versus a guy that didn't go to school. I would say... It's like, if you don't go to school, have a really solid portfolio and make sure it's up to standards with what everybody else is creating out there. Like not everybody else, but like the big name guys, Right. like those big name studios, those commercials you see on TV. Like, I mean, maybe it's not as perfect as, as that, but is it like, is it, can it compete? Mm-hmm. But school, I mean, it's tough, man. I can't really say, cause I know a lot of people that absolutely love school, Right. like go back and visit it. And I'm like, screw that dude. I never <laughs> want to go back in there. And they still call me and ask for money.
0: Yeah, (laughs) No, that's so true. Now, dude, I just, I'm looking at the time and you sacrificed your lunch break to talk with me. So I really appreciate it, man. Oh, that's all right. I want to. Dude, that went by quick. Yeah, it did. Cause yeah. Hey, when you're having fun, time flies. Right. And in closing, I want to ask you, what's something that you're most excited about today,
1: man? It's Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm working from home. I forget what day of the week it is, but yeah, oh, it's Friday.
1: Dude, it's beautiful. The weather is amazing. Oh, it's perfect fall weather, man. I this might it. sound weird, but I'm looking forward to doing, doing yard work.
0: Because, <laughs> because it's so nice outside, man. It's nice and cool right now. And Charlotte is like the fall breeze that's coming through right now. It's perfect. Yeah. Man. That's what I'm going to do it's right definitely after Definitely a blessing, this man. No, for sure. And in closing, man, how can people get in touch with you, man?
1: Oh, email or cell phone. I don't really care. Uh, my email is a N D Y dot N A R A Y A N number one at gmail.com or, uh, I guess my phone number. I don't mind putting it out there. I hope I don't get some weird phone calls or something. But. <laughs> well,
0: you're the first, if you're going to put your phone out there, you'd be the first one to ever do that. All so right. That's... Then
1: I'm not going to do it. thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right.
0: well, listen, man, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. this was awesome, and I enjoyed learning more about you, man. And, uh, We'll definitely have to hang out, get a cup of coffee together, man.
1: Definitely, definitely, man. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. All right. I hope you
0: enjoyed my conversation with Andrew and Orion. Andrew, thank you so much for sacrificing your lunch break to hang out with me. I really appreciate it. All the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at euchromedia.com slash 31. And while you're there, check out our course on After Effects Expressions, or you can go to euchromedia.com slash expressions. Over six hours of content, all for you. Don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukremediacom slash community. We have well over 2,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow. And it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Euclermedia Podcast. Bye-bye.